Welcome to Radio KAL, the Superman podcast, brought to you by supermanhomepage.com, the number one Superman fan site in the world. Uh, this is show number 28, released on April 25th, 2007. My name is Steve Eunice, and joining me as always is Neil Bailey. How you doing, Neil? Pretty good, Steve. Warming up around here. Smell of fresh cut grass is pretty nice. Yeah, I'm actually allergic to fresh cut cut grass, uh, but not that you uh, yeah you didn't really need to know that. But anyway, um, the weather down here is actually uh, cooling down uh, opposite to up you up where you are. Um, winter is fast approaching for us Aussies. But uh, let's get into Superman chatter. Well, Supergirl chatter actually. Um, we've been asked uh, by a fan to discuss Supergirl comics, which we meant to do last show, but uh, we just ran out of time, so. Let's get it up on first on our list today. Uh, what's your take on the Supergirl comics lately? Uh, both her own title and uh, Supergirl with the Legion of Superheroes. Well, my uh, good bud Mike Cook for uh, for quite a while has been trying to sell me on the Legion and the uh, Supergirl Wade run. Uh, I've been trying to get into it, but I just can't. I mean, despite all good faith and effort. It, it seems to be the only book in the DC Universe mired in, in, in a continuity that I can't touch, meaning like the, the only place where continuity is really a, uh, a downside. I, I actually hold the gas track, dropped a Superman title, dropped a Supergirl <gasps> title. Oh, yeah, I know. I got, I got so, so fed up and disgusted with the tangential storylines. Um, when Kelly's on, he's on. When he's off, he's off. And uh, the like, the like of that stuff that I just frankly kind of gave up. And now you get World War Three, and we get yet another version of the Supergirl character. She splits in two. Um, frankly, I think Supergirl right now, sadly, is the new Beppo for this generation of comic readers. I mean, Shut later up. on I can see her, in retrospect, becoming kind of an embarrassing gaffe right now, unless something happens very quickly here. Um, two Supergirls? No one said anything about two Supergirls, you know? Yeah, for those not reading Supergirl comics, um, it appears as though her father, Zorel, which is uh, Jarell's brother, uh, realized that some phantoms were leaking out of the Phantom Zone and, uh, Angry at, they're angry at Jarrell's imprisoning criminals in their domain and vowed to get retribution on the House of L by uh, taking over ordinary people or some such thing like that, uh, which is why Kara was sent to kill her cousin Kal-El, uh, basically to end the chaos caused by the Phantoms. I mean, that's the way I understood it. What about you? Yeah, yeah, that's what I see, with some elements misinterpreted by the writer, some elements forgotten. They, they're kind of vilifying Jor-El again. I've been getting letters about that, and yeah. I don't like that. But uh, it, it's also birthrighty as well, a lot of the art. I, I didn't really care for it. I, I tried. Um, I did read the last issue because it said it was the origin, but I won't be reading any more right now. Yeah, well, it hasn't exactly been clear what on earth is going on, but uh, meanwhile we've also got Supergirl in the 31st century having travelled to the future. Um but I forget at which point she did that, but either way, she apparently returns to the current time during the World War Three saga, but as two separate entities, as you said. So, yeah, two sub- Supergirls. Um, I'm hoping it'll all be explained soon, because uh, Supergirl as a whole has been quite disappointing, uh, to say the least. What bothers me, is, even, is not the convoluted storylines and the continuity, as I mentioned it, um, but I-, I, can, I can follow that, ultimately. It's just that the entirety of this book has been plot-based. We don't know anything about Kara at all. She's an empty character, the hot chick archetype that made the mid-90s so lousy for moving comic book gals forward as a positive influence, even with the uh, the teenage rage phase, which I didn't really buy. Even Power Girl, memories and all, has more depth than respect given to her right now. Yeah, well, speaking of seeking explanations, uh, we've finally got a grasp on what's going on in the Superman comic books recently. 
thanks to one of your re- reviews grabbing the attention of Kurt Busiek himself. Yes, how crazy is that? Uh, four years of fishing for answers with the editors, and then all of a sudden we get them through a chance encounter from a guy who's not so hot on discussing said continuity after I, and this after I gave him a negative review. So thanks, Kurt. You are, you're definitely the bigger man, and I appreciate it. Yeah, uh, care to explain to our listeners who might not have read your article or my Big uh, big Blue Report newsletter column just what is going on? Yeah, sure. Uh, the basic premise that Kurt offered was that uh, continuity is fully new now. Like like with Burn, except for with existing events, unlike Burn. And those elements will be explored through story, rendering the House of Cards concern moot. Uh, the basic idea being Superman still died, that's one of the things that's still around, but the circumstances have not been explored in continuity yet. It might have been Doomsday, uh, and some things are exactly the same, but other things, like, say, previous odds, are now outside of continuity and no longer existed. Like, say, another character took its place and did the same action. Uh, unfortunately, the only way to know this is through the issues at hand and what we have so far, or to read an interview. But nonetheless, at least now, those circumstances are clear and declared. Whether you like the circumstances or not are up to you, but uh, what do you think, Steve? Yeah, I mean, uh, first I'm just glad we got it all cleared up. Uh, I'm not totally in agreement with the way DC has done this, and uh, I think not starting with a clean slate has confused quite a few people, but... Uh, I guess they're also not dismissing a lot of people like Byrne did with the Silver Age fans back in the mid-1980s. But uh, So they have kept some semblance of past stories as part of history, but not exactly in the way they happen. So I guess they're trying to bake their cake and eat it too. I just don't know. Um, I don't think they've actually explained it well enough to their readership. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually a bit more stern about it than you are um, right now. Personal, and, and I hate to be so mean, but personally, I'm very undersold on both the concept and the execution so far. It's not that the stories sink, it's more just the, uh, the whole continuity. I, I prefer to know the history of my character. The argument has been made that uh, Byrne even took three years to get some elements of history out of the way. But uh, this continuity kind of asserts that the history is already there, but doesn't want to tell us about it. We just won't know what it is. So we don't know how Superman got his moral credo, the belief not to kill, the history of his past, his relationship with Lana Lang. And that means that we have to wait to hear that through story. And, and, and uh, it's some, some of these elements are just really going to take a long time to get told. With only two incontinuity books a month, that'll take far longer than my patience might stretch. I'm getting old now. <laughs> I, I say that without diminishing my gratefulness to Kurt for being so stand-up and honest about this vision of the fans, and I promise that I'm going to keep an open mind to do my best to try and provide benefit of the doubt. But uh, given DC's cold shoulder about this for so long, and given the fact that one year later, and, and frankly much of the continuity outside of 52, has been falling flat for me in a lot of ways, I'm, I'm a very hard sell on what's going on right now. And, and here's hoping that Kurt and company can turn me around on that. Yeah, I know where you're coming from. I guess we're just being told to leave the past behind and enjoy the current stories and look forward to future stories and moving, moving us forward. Uh, but I do have to thank Kurt for stepping forward and helping us all understand it a little better. Uh, he's been a real help in that regard. It's great to see that he's joined the Superman homepage as a member and has commented on a couple of the news stories and things and, uh, and has also agreed to be a part of the site with the new QFK forum, which stands for Questions for Kurt, uh, which he's been doing, uh, he's doing exclusively for the Superman homepage. Yeah, it's, it's really awesome, especially considering the uh, the hostile invitation that I preferred with him 
through a through a negative review, and and I stress again, it was very big of Kurt to do that, and on a personal level, it impressed me. I, I just wanted to thank him again for his honesty and lack of malice, despite me not preferring the issue in question. That's really pro, and it rules. Yep, it sure does. Kurt is available to answer questions about each uh, issue he writes. All you have to do is check out the QFK announcement on the front page of the Superman homepage after each Superman-related comic book Kurt writes. The first uh, QFK answers uh, discussing Superman 661 are available on the website now. The only caveat is, now the continuity has been explained, Kurt prefers that uh, we keep it at the issue at hand, and we'll be enforcing that. Talking about uh, writers who work for DC Comics uh, being part of the Superman homepage, uh, you've actually <laughs> gone... <laughs> yeah, you've gone about it the other way around. Uh, you're a Superman homepage writer who's now involved with DC Comics. Uh, do you want to share the good news with everyone? <laughs> yeah, if I don't geek out too much. Uh, well, I'm going to be writing for the official Smallville magazine. He can't say with a straight face yet. Um, yeah, I'll be I'll be uh, doing a short story for issue 22, which I believe comes out in August, and uh, a few other writing assignments in the near future, which is, oh, you know. I, uh, I can't give any spoilers out, but uh, I can say that it's a lot of fun. And I like to use the Bendis rule. I, I, I never write anything that someone is going to have to pay for that I wouldn't want to pay for myself. And uh, I, I think I can safely say, having read the story, um, that I'm categorically pleased with what I came up with. And it's, uh, it's just a ton of fun. It took about seven long years to get noticed, but wow, you know. Yeah, uh, um, but uh, don't worry, guys. I mean, even if uh, they send ninjas, I'm not going to start writing for the page. I love the homepage, and I'll never leave it. Excellent. Well, that's good to hear, but congratulations uh, from us all. That's great news. Uh, I'll know you'll do, I know you'll do us proud. Um, so, uh, the Smallville magazine, the official Smallville magazine, I believe is available through most uh, comic shops and all good newsstands. Uh, you can also subscribe to it from titanmagazines.com. Uh, the current issue, number 20 on sale now, has an interesting story written by your friend Jake Black, doesn't it? Yeah, it's yeah, it's, it's so strange, actually. You always uh, get people, very cynical people, saying, oh, yeah, you know, he knew somebody. And, and it's funny, because I do know Jake Black, and we've been bud for, buds for years, but um, I got this assignment out of the blue, and we didn't even know about it coming um, either way between the both of us. And uh, that surprised me. But then uh, I finally got my hands on, on his story, which uh, came out just a couple of days ago, and it, it just rocks, you know. You, you guys who read the reviews know that I'm kind of a continuity nut, and I like consistency, and, and Jake, knowing this, crafted this this awesome story that goes into the stuff that people ask me about all the time, like uh, what what brought the Teagues in and their motivations, and Dr. Swan. You get some you get some real Smallville fan stuff knuckling in, but it's accessible, too. So You guys should check that out, because it'll get you into the concept if you're not in already, and it's a great place to jump in. It's uh, the real highlight of the magazine, and I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, cool, and uh, it's probably a good timing too because uh, season six is uh, coming to an end shortly. Uh, what's your take on the finale for, or heading to into the finale for season six? Well, um, from what I've been reading on spoiler sites, it looks to be a more subdued finale than uh, previous ones in terms of scale. Like, like no, for instance, you have Clark blasted into the Phantom Zone or leaving Metropolis or explosions or deaths. And yeah. I haven't heard or read of any major status quo shakeups. Um, I don't know. But uh, K-Site postulated a death, which has fans buzzing, and most people are saying it's going to be Chloe. But uh, personally, I kind of hope it's Lionel, because even though I think he's a great actor, it would just help Lex's story move forward. Um, my only concern is that whoever it is doesn't just pop back up in the premiere fit as a fiddle, which is, you know, status quo. Yeah, which is like some years back when uh, Chloe supposedly died in a big explosion, and then all of a sudden she's uh, back in the, the first episode of the next season. Yep. 
well, we know there's definitely going to be a season seven. Uh, the show likely to end at the end of season seven. Although Goff and Miller seem to think that they're possibly going to go for an eighth season, but uh, without Michael Rosenbaum or Kristen Krug, who have both only signed on for seven seasons. Yeah, I keep hearing seven, then eight. We haven't heard the renewal announcement yet, but uh, I always say it'll go as far as the money will take it. But yeah. uh, usually we have that uh, renewal by February, right, the announcement? Yeah, well, there's been no official announcement as per previous seasons, but uh, I think it's a given. Uh, I mean, there's almost no chance whatsoever there won't be a season seven. I just hope they move away from the whole Lana love triangle thing. Uh, for me, it's getting old. I think if uh, if ratings are any indication from that Justice episode, uh, people generally want more superheroics from Smallville. Yeah, I mean, even a even a show with less of a plot, like the Warrior Cage match one with the hot chick and the wrestler, you know, that had a more success among the fans anyway, even if the ratings didn't reflect it, because it had a throwdown, a real awesome throwdown. And even if it wasn't my cup of tea, people tended to like it, you know? Remember what killed Lois and Clark? Uh, you mean the marriage or the non-marriage? Yeah, bingo. All that and a whole lot of romance. Oh, John, oh, Marsha, you know. Yeah, well, uh, we'll have to wait and see how season six pans out. Um, Well, we've discussed comics and TV. Uh, There isn't anything new to discuss on the movie front. Although, on a personal note, I did conduct conduct my first tour group as the tour guide for the Superman Returns walking tour uh, held by Sydney Movie Tours recently. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, those, those pictures on the site look like fun. You've been uh, you've been talking about it for months too. You know, behind the scenes, we were just goofing around, and you were talking about how when I get down to Australia, you, at some point you'd show me the sites, and then you you came up with the idea to do that for other folks, and it, it worked out pretty well. It sounds like. Well, yeah. Um, well, I had the idea early, and you and I were discussing that quite uh, a few times throughout the uh, the months. Uh, Sydney Movie Tours actually put the tour together and asked me to be the tour guide for them, having witnessed much of the on-location filming and having a fair knowledge of all things Superman. So it worked out pretty well. Uh, if anyone living in or visiting Sydney is interested in taking the tour with me as your tour guide, uh, all you have to do is contact sydneymovietours.com.au and ask them about the Superman Returns tour. It's a fun two-hour walk around the Sydney CBD uh, with some interactive role-playing and uh, heaps of behind-the-scenes information on the making of Superman Returns. Oh, and before I forget, uh, we should announce the winners of our Justice League Unlimited Season 2 DVD contest, which we launched on the show last month. Yeah. Uh, We gave out the code word, which was Destroyer, um, the title of the last uh, episode for the JLU animated series, which you had to enter into the contest entry form on the website. Two lucky people have been selected, and they've each won themselves a copy of the Justice League Unlimited Season 2 DVD, and those two people are Sam Johnston and Justin Suarez. Congrats, guys! Yep, your DVDs are on their way to you shortly, guys. Uh, Thanks to everyone who participated in the contest, and thanks also to Warner Home Video for the prizes. Darkseid is gone and the ramifications won't soon be forgotten. The countless Amazons died defending their home. They fought bravely, but... And not everyone made it back home. Oh no. Who? Kara. New allies arrive. Mom dropped me off here. Said I'm going to be staying with you for a while? Well, that's up to you. 
But I could certainly use your help. With what? Rebuilding the steelworks. An old nemesis makes his move. Did you meet with my contact? Yes, sir, at the Acer Club's diner. And? And I told him to execute Order 78, just as you instructed. And a familiar face holds the answers to Superman's questions. Hello, my son. It has been too long. Pick up the pieces in issue 28 of Superman, The Last Son of Krypton, on April 25th, 2007. Only at supermanhomepage.com. Let's start with the big question. Our big question last show asked you uh, what quote from a Superman movie, TV show, or comic appealed to you most. Uh, personally, I love the talk that Jonathan Kent gave young Clark in Superman the movie when he tells him, you are here for a reason. Uh, what about you, Neil? I tend to prefer a few choice moments from the comics with my favorite character, Luthor. <laughs> my all-time favorites come from him. Uh, one is when Mongol's threatening to rip his entrails out, and he says, make it quick, I have business to attend to. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and of course, he get up, up, and away is a more recent favorite when he, when he just is like, I hate you. God, I hate you. Those are just key character moments for me. Yeah, uh, I was thinking that you were going to say Kevin Spacey's wrong from Superman Returns. But, uh, well, there's uh, what Neil and I thought, uh, and here's what some of our listeners had to say. Uh, Matthew Guy writes, I enjoyed those quotes by the evil Superman from Superman 3. And he says the quotes are, You always wanted to fly, Kent. Now's your chance. And the other one, when uh, he blows acid on his alter ego and says, What's the matter, Kent? Too hot for ya? Come on, chicken. You've been on my nerves for a long time. That guy wants a Bizarro movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, Bork for Bork says he likes the quote, Faster than a speeding bullet, more powerful than a locomotive, able to leap tall buildings in a single bound. Even though those three sentences have been around for almost 70 years, it's still a spot-on description of Superman, using objects still familiar to us in this day and age to describe his awesome powers. It has a panache rarely exceeded by any other superheroes or fictional characters in general, for that matter. Yeah, cool. And Mike Petit, a.k.a. Biblio Mike on the site, writes, As always, a great show and a really good and surprisingly hard big question this time. Thanks, Mike. And he says, How to pick just one quote that sums up the appeal of Superman for me. I finally settled on this exchange from Superman the movie when Lois says, Who are you? And Superman says, A friend. I think the one constant through all the inter- iterations of the Superman mythos is that, at heart, he is humanity's friend. Dare I say, super friend. Sometimes the super aspect is played up too much to the point, as in Last Summer Superman Returns, of giving him an unhealthy messiah complex. Sometimes the friend aspect is dominant, as in, say, the Silver Age Jimmy Olsen stories, where palling around with Superman is about all that happens, but Superman is always our friend and hopefully inspires us to become better friends to those we know in real life too. Yeah, I see him as the friend who comes and beats the crap out of people who are causing me trouble. (laughs) (laughs) You know, anyway. Okay, Robin Koppel says, There are many great quotes from the Superman mythos, like up, up, and away, and I'm the villain of this story, spoken by Lex in the Smallville episode Onyx. But Jor-El has the greatest line, in my opinion. They can be great people, Kal-El. They wish to be. They only lack the light to show the way. For this reason, above all, their capacity for good, I have sent them you, my only son. Which is a very good, you know, near-biblical quote. 
Will McKenzie uh, agrees with Robin, uh, selecting the same quote from Jarrell. Uh, Willie adds, I think that uh, quote epitomises what places Supes above and beyond all other superheroes. No other hero more than he, whether it's Batman, Wonder Woman or who else. No one has the ability to affect and change the world truly for the better. Not because he has the most powers, but because of his virtuous spirit. Good call. B.L. Woodridge writes, I would have to say it's a toss-up. The first would be Superman's line from Justice League, where he tells Batman, You're not always right, Bruce. It's kind of cool to hear Soup stand up to Batman, but also somewhat disturbing that he was willing to do anything it takes to, down, er, to take down Darkseid following the events of the Legacy 2-part episode from Superman the Animated Series. The second is Brainiac's classic line from Superman the Animated Series addressed to the Dark Knight. Batman, you're every bit the detective that your followers of the internet believe. Cory Burton was an awesome Brainiac in what I feel is a definitive version of a very convoluted Superman villain. Thanks, guys. Yep, thank you, BL. Uh, Daniel McIntosh writes, Hey, Steve. Hey, Neil. I would say my favorite quote is really the son becomes the father and the father of the son speech that Jarrell gives to Kal-El in Superman 2, the Donner Cut, right before he restores his powers with his remaining life force. Yeah, nice one. Chris, the Dork Knight PV says, My favorite quote is kind of a long one, so feel free to edit. Although, to be honest, I'm kind of looking forward to the prospect of Neil's interpretation. Of it. okay. It's Superman talking to Brainiac as the latter probes his mind. I'll do my I'll do my best here, guys. Okay. Your poking and prodding has stirred something held in check a long time, Brainiac. My anger! Look into the face of my anger, Brildox! I don't need to look into your mind, Brainiac. I can see the fear in your face. The dawning realization of the kind of control it takes to rein in a Superman's bad side! In a bizarre way, this glimpse at Clark's more human side helps to underscore his heroism and his great, greater-than-human nature. It isn't that he doesn't feel anger or other petty human concerns, it's that he rises above them. A tendency towards violence and a general disregard for life would make his job so much easier, but Clark takes the high road and demands a higher ethical code for himself. I find this far more heroic than if he simply never has these type of negative emotions. A hero isn't someone who never has to face, who never has to face hardship, it's someone who overcomes that hardship. This little realization manages to simultaneously humanize Superman while still showing us just how beyond us he is morally. And that's why it's my favorite book. It's a good one, even if I butchered it. Yeah, well, there you go, Chris. I hope uh, it was worth waiting for Neil's uh, rendition of, uh, of that quote. <laughs> yeah, now, <laughs> on to our new big question, which was suggested by Daniel McIntosh. And it is, if you could fly around the Earth backwards and turn back time like in Superman in the movie... Given your experience to date with the Man of Steel, what would be the one thing you would most want to change in history or anything associated with the Man of Steel? Uh, very interesting question indeed. Uh, thanks, Daniel. Um, Neil and I will give our, our answers uh, next show, but if you want to send in your own personal response to that big question, all you have to do is click on the big question button at the Radio KAL webpage and submit your entry. Uh, you can send it in to us as a uh, MP3 file with your own voice, letting us know what your answer is, or you can type your submission, and Neil and I will read it out in our next Radio KAL show. I get a feeling we'll get a lot of more Beppo comments. <laughs> Only one thing alive with less than four legs can hear this frequency, Superman, and that's you. Okay, time for the Super Secret Soundbite Contest. Last show, our sound came from the Season 1 episode of Smallville titled Leech. Uh, only four people guessed it correctly, and they were Stephen G, Brandon Wig Wigington, Nelda Mormon, and Sean Hemmings. 
going, guys. That's a tough one. Yeah, well done. Uh, let's see if more of you can guess which episode of Smallville this sound comes from. Official warning. I'm a third-degree black belt. If you think you know which Smallville episode that sound comes from, fill out the super-secret soundbite entry form found at the Radio KAL webpage, and I'll read out the names of each person who gets it right in our next Radio KAL show. Superman Song Time. With over 350 popular songs and counting, using the name Superman in their lyrics, we've once again selected one of those songs on the list for your listening pleasure. This time around, we've got If I Were Superman by Dweller. Never heard that one. Sounds neat. Be the one to save the land Taking on the bad guys I'd save the day If you were like Lois Lane Together we would fight the pain Of everyone's existence And we'd save the world I'd take you away The world would be safe If I were Superman
that's our show for another month. Uh, remember, if you have any topics or suggestions for the show, please use the KAL mail feedback form found at the Radio KAL webpage and send us an email. Uh, Neil and I are only too happy to take your suggestions and ideas for the show and uh, use them in our next or up-and-coming shows. Uh, thanks, Neil. Thank you, Steve. You stay classy, Kairana. You've been listening to Radio KAL from supermanhomepage.com. Thank <laughs> you.